0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of cycles and stories in the first episode we had discussed uh, in detail about what our plans are and what we plan to accomplish and convey through our podcast and uh, as part of the same uh, we are delighted to have a very special guest in our studio Um, the person who is in the studio today uh, I and Along actually had almost decided that he would be the one for the first episode and uh, we would like to extend a wa- most uh, warm welcome to him for agreeing to meet us at such a short notice. Uh, Mr. Arshal Akhtar uh, may not need introduction for people from Guwahati, but uh, for everybody else, uh, I would like to give a short bio of uh, uh, Mr. Akhtar. Arshal Akhtar is a sustainable and active mobility advocate. In 2018, He had the distinction of being appointed as the first Bicycle Mayor of Guwahati by Netherlands-based social enterprise BYCS for a period of four years. This is an honorary or a non-political leadership position bestowed upon an individual to work towards promoting cycle as a mode of transport. In 2019, he co-founded Pedal for a Change. This is a social enterprise working towards promoting cycling in all walks of life in the Northeastern region. In 2020, he co-founded the Green Lane Foundation a research-based advocacy organization working towards sustainable transportation, road safety and livable streets. In 2020, he also co-founded Guwahati Active Mobility Forum. It is a forum of people working towards making Guwahati the most walking and cycling-friendly city in India by 2030. Apart from these, he is also interested in promoting cycling as a sport and actively takes part in organizing different kinds of races, which include Assam Downhill Championships, Dwijing XC, Guwahati XCO, Freedom Rides, Saksham Cyclathon, various types of campaign, including V two campaign for uh, road safety, and activities like Open Streets. He also speaks and writes about sustainable transport in various forms and media platforms. Mr. Akhtar, thank you so much for joining us. We thank really, really welcome you.
1: Thank you, Amit. Thanks for thanks for having me here, sir. Um,
0: first and foremost, though, like you know, um, my obvious question is. Um, you are a mayor, and we might say that it is a non political and uh, mm-hmm. honorary position. But um, how did uh, this position of you know, bicycle mayor come about? And could you just tell us about uh, your experiences which led you to become Bhagwati's first bicycle mayor?
1: Okay. Uh, this uh, position is actually bestowed by a Netherlands based social enterprise called BYCS, or we also call it Bikes. Uh, Bikes has been working in the field of promoting cycling in various ways Uh, one of their global mission is called 50 by 30 whereby they plan to have 50% of all the uh, walkway trips made on cycles by 2030. To achieve this global mission they uh, appoint uh, leaders in cities and accordingly they have this uh, leadership program called bicycle Mayors program whereby they appoint people to take this forward, uh, mission forward. So uh, this started, I think they started in 2017 and I came to know about it in the end of 2017 itself. So uh, if I, uh, let me just give you a brief about how I started. Please do, Please uh, do. Uh, Or I would rather say restarted cycling. Uh, I restarted cycling in 2016 after a gap of about uh, 15 years i think it happens to most of us we refound a love of cycling exactly exactly so uh, i was doing that stuff for myself i was to go for long rides you can rides, explore the cities and uh, nearby places but a lot of people uh, by and by i thought of like sharing my uh, whatever knowledge i had gathered or whatever uh, information i had wanted to share with other people i have started uh, i started this facebook group called pedal for a change Initially, it was just a platform to share my ideas, share my uh, whatever news and all uh, views about cycling and all. Later on, I thought of like reaching out to people, coming out of the digital sphere and meeting people. I went out to schools and colleges, telling them they, I want to uh, inform the kids children about benefits, benefits of cycling. Uh, initially, it was very difficult for tough job for me because it was uh, for a simple person uh, without any, uh, I, I'm not from a sports background. Cycling uh, was never a sports thing for me so whenever I went to meet our schools and colleges they were like uh, skeptical about my approach why are you doing this a lot of I got a lot of rejections at the same time during this time actually I came to know about the bicycle mayor uh, program whereby the first bicycle mayor was selected uh, in India was selected in Baroda yeah so came to Nehobada News, uh, that was Nikita Lalwani. I contacted her, I got to know about the program. I approached BYCS, told them my uh, reasons, uh, then I would uh, I think uh, I would f- uh, best fit the fit the pe- person that's looking for. We had a few rounds of interviews. They asked me for some local endorsements and they asked me for my views and all, and that's how it progressed actually. This will be okay uh, since they were also looking for people to represent their mission and all. Thereupon it be. So in 2018, I became the second bicycle mayor in India. At that time, also I was a 10th all over world, uh, all over the world. Right now, we have 44 bicycle mayors all over India, and almost 200 bicycle mayors worldwide.
0: So um, you you said uh, that when you approached schools, um, you know there was a lot of apprehension, and because you know, a cycling is not seen as a sport, as a, at least as a serious sport. And secondly, you were not a uh, sporting personality, as you said. Could you just tell us some interesting um, anecdotes from those days when people, like, what were the questions that people would ask you, like, you know, or like just whether they were honestly serious questions or they were just like ignorant or, you know, they were too skeptical.
1: Few questions were like, why are you doing this, why are you doing it for free? What's the purpose of doing this? How
0: dare you? How dare you promote cycling for free? <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, why
1: would you do it without any financial backing? Without you are doing, I I wanted to do it for free. Like, what oh, is the question? Second question is cycling is obsolete. It's a 200-year-old invention. Cycling will lose ground. Cars will take over. So why why uh, waste your time promoting cycling? And but right now I stay vindicated. Like uh, I I I, st- I stood my ground. I probably that if I meet that person again probably he will me ag- I am sure he'll be asking me the latest uh, cycling te- uh, cycle latest cycle that he should buy so I'm sure about that. Part. Anybody
0: who calls cycling obsolete will you know run the danger of hurting cyclist sentiments okay and <laughs> I am telling you one of these days we will also start a protest okay our sentiments <laughs> should also not be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> no but as you said like you know um it's now it's been 2 years that you've been the mayor of you know bicycle mayor 3 years running into the third year now. Um, One, what are the limitations, like, you know, of this, this, you know, the role that you have taken up? But uh, if you could just talk about that first, we'll also look at the accomplishments and all. But what are the challenges that, you know, in in your personal capacity? Let's look at that, like, as a bicycle mayor.
1: See, my work basically is to promote uh, cycling, the mode of transport. And when you you talk about cycling, a lot of things come up. And cycling as a mode of transport is the most unglamorous thing that you can talk exactly. about. Right, a most unglamorous and most like unattractive thing. Uh, cycling as a uh, people who use cycles are mostly thought of as poor people. So if you, have a, if you are rich enough you get a very good cycle, you flaunt your rights, flaunt your gear. That's how cycling has taken like uh, whatever uh, like the growth we have seen is basically on the recreational front. Exactly that's good enough people uh, we need to be seen cyclists need to be seen that's a good enough thing uh, only thing is that not uh, not many people are uh, still ready to take their high end bikes to their offices i know that's something uh, we are trying to change we are trying to be uh, trying to make cycling as a mode of transport aspirational uh, india being a developing country uh, we uh, attach a lot of aspira- uh, value towards owning a car owning a car is more aspirational and and another thing is most of the uh, most of us are first generation uh, car owners Mm. right Uh, so we would like to achieve get that feeling of owning a car big and big car rather than going for a cycle so these are some of the biggest challenges I face Uh, the other things are always there when we go to meet the different kinds of people people come up with some uh, issues like I don't cycle because that uh, weather is very humid here because it's a hilly place, see I can't change the temperature, temperature, uh, <laughs> climate and the terrain of the city. Oh, will remain there. Maybe so, we could run with NAC next to them in a car. Yeah, that can be done, <laughs> uh, but then again uh, what I have seen all across the world is every city has got its own share of problems. A lot of people tell me that Netherlands is the, when we talk about Netherlands being the cycling capital of the world, a lot of people tell it's a flat place. Okay, I agree it's a flat place, but then they have huge, uh, very high sea gusts. Yeah, exactly, dykes. Right. Yeah, dikes. there's there's huge snowfall is there. You go to UK, you go to London. I think half day it rains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's very gloomy weather, but people do
0: cycle there. My Th- brother lives in Cambridge and he, I was telling him that it rains. He's like, it's basically like Assam, but a lot colder. Okay, So you know it rains as much as it does here for six to eight months, mm-hmm. except that here the temperature is 20 degrees after rains. Mm-hmm. there the temperature is two degrees. Okay. So, like
1: my brother right now is cycling in minus seven. Yeah. so every, every city will have its own share of problems, exactly. right So these are things that people, but I, I take this as more like excuses. not to cycle one thing that you said very which is something
0: that i was anyways going to bring it into the conversation but since you have already raised it that people who have high-end cycles still see it only as a cycling thing but they don't want to make take it to their work or like you know they don't want to cycle to work they would cycle anywhere else they will go out for a ride but that doesn't translate into people who have fifty thousand plus rupee cycles taking them to work and all in how like considering i and along our people who cycle to work you know and we are lucky that we can put it inside our office for example but something as basic as safe cycle stands how do we inculcate or how do we at a city level how do we bring it or you know these things as how do we make them as regular parts of our urban infrastructure where you know it is absolutely conceivable and normal that a person who owns a giant carbon bike goes to you know a mall and finds actual proper space to park his bicycle not just you no know, for his car but cycle side how do we achieve that or how do we work towards making a stronger urban infrastructure for just actually parking our cycles to begin with
1: yeah parking is uh, parking spaces for cycling as a very very uh, important the need of cyclist uh, like uh, yeah uh, for these actually we initially tried to approach the government agencies like uh, asking them to put up some cycling infrastructure, but then that takes a lot of time, a lot of uh, policy change has to be made. Okay. But right now what we are doing is approaching organizations, right now the changing happening right now. Recently, uh, last month itself, Indian Railways uh, has t- uh, set up a new bicycle par- cycle parking stand in their premises at Mal- NF he- Railways headquarters. And we are coming out uh, meeting some other organizations, some universities and few other organizations putting up some, uh, telling them some proposals to set up some cycle parking stands. I think we will see some changes in the next five to six months. And I think uh, with these changes, with some bigger organizations in the railways and some bigger organizations which I cannot right now name them. So when these things come up, I think the other organizations will follow suit.
0: Uh, the other thing that you had mentioned that, you know, in India cycling is either a hobby or a, like we say, a Like, you know, in Nassimish, they'll say that cycle. So this, those cyclists, okay. I am, let's talk about the cyclists who cycle not out of choice, but out of necessity. Compulsion. Compulsion. Cyclists. Exactly. So for them, what I, whatever I see, in terms of whether it is advocacy or even like our podcast, for example, or, you know, a mayor's role, I see a lot of programs that have been targeted towards the affluent recreational hobbyist, but I am yet to see something as simple as even say high visibility jackets being distributed amongst the lowest strata of people who are on their Buddha cycle, you know, cycling on a highway without cares, without any visibility. Like, you know, every time they reach home, it's like an achievement, right? Because they can literally be mauled down to death any day because nobody can see them. Sometimes even if you see them, it's too late to spot them. Why is there no, like, you know, I'm not asking you, but I'm saying in general, why has all the programs or all the awareness programs almost exclusively been aimed at the affluent and the, you know, the hobbyists and the recreationals and not at the people who probably need it the most?
1: Well, cycling, as you like rightly said, is more of a recreational part here. And the people who use cycles for a livelihood are the individual, in, invisible cyclists for exactly. us. So, uh, I don't have a right answer for them. But then, probably one of the reasons is because they're invisible to most of us. We don't see them as uh, um, equal citizens. Exactly. Equal citizens like us. We've seen them as voiceless and valueless. So uh, probably this thing will changed but then uh, let me tell you that in uh, December end and January middle we actually did a survey conducted but then this, uh, the survey results are yet to be out mm-hmm. with an organization to called WRI. So we have started this uh, survey. Uh, what is uh, WRI if you mean? It's so. World Resources Institute. It's an international NGO. They have in their presence in India also. We have been working with them to make some survey on the livelihood cyclists in Guwahati. We had some points in Guwahati whereby some, we had done this uh, project called uh, um, Origin Destination Survey whereby we ask them the problems that they face and mm-hmm. where they, they do travel, how much did they travel. There is survey results are yet to be out. The survey, was, uh, physical survey has been done. So during the survey, what we did, we tried to find out the problems that they are facing and the routes that they take. This data, I think, will be helpful for the government to take, implement some projects for them. And during the same project also the, as part of the survey part. Uh, we, what we did, we use, uh, use some visible uh, uh, reflective stickers. Attached reflective those. stickers and all Yeah, that. we attached that on the cycles. That is what we did from our own end. But then yeah, again, uh, probably these, these people need more importance because uh, When we talk about cyclists uh, being cleaning up the environment and all, these people have actually contributed towards the environment. These are the people who are actually cycling day in day out. They are not cycling because,
0: you know, or like, you know, my friends are here, so let's go for a ride. Hmm. They ride, ride. except that we don't see them as riding because I, as uh, now that I and along have been cyclists for two years ourselves. We are saying that there is this huge, you know, cyclist apartheid, like, you know when you and I like I'll give you a, a very realistic example when I am on my 60,000 bicycle cycle with a helmet and I see another cyclist who's riding say a similarly price cycle with a helmet I'll wave and that person will wave me back probably I'll never do that to a person who's on a 5,000 rupee cycle you know carrying his lunch on the handlebar and you know cycling sweating and because even I'm like uh, not them I'm I'm you know above that but as you said it's 2000 I mean we are in t- uh, 2021 and we are starting surveys now. Mm-hmm. Does it not feel a little sad that India missed like 60 years of cycling innovation or you know, God knows how, like, our cycles were never, we never actually reaped yeah, the benefits of yeah, innovation. There is no innovation
1: of cycle designs. That's an agreed point. But I think it's better than never. We started even though we are late. Uh, again, uh, when we come to a cycling infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We keep telling about the uh, infrastructure in the Netherlands and all Those started as a public movement in the 1970s uh, But then uh, the, like we always say, the best time was 20 years back The second best time is now Now exactly We have to make a start I think we are making a good start
0: well, Now let's like you know I mean you are focused on so many things For example when you say like a Green Lane Foundation Like you know it's a research based advocacy organization working towards sustainable transportation. So could you explain the first four words like research based advocacy organization? What is the research that you aim to do or what is the research that you have done and in terms of advocacy, what are the limits or what are the extents of the advocacy to and to whom? Could you uh, talk a little more about that?
1: Research based means basically we talk to the government based on some data. Hmm. We have to come up with numbers, we have to present some data Hmm. that will only move the government. And uh, people look for whenever the government has to invest in cycling uh, infrastructure, they look for numbers. Numbers move people. So our basic aim is to collect data from whatever sources we can collect. If necessary, we go for conduct direct service or collect data from secondary sources. Say, for example, in Guwahati, there are a lot of uh, places which can be uh, roads which can have cycle lanes. But then again, there can be a lot of Resistance on those roads, Go right? Up, For yeah. example, if uh, the most visible roads in Guwahati is GS Road, hmm. has the highest number of traffic, and uh, the best cycling routes can be in this city because cycling routes are supposed the best cycling routes uh, are supposed to connect people to the places. Yeah, we just cannot have a cycling route outside the city. So- for recreational purpose. Yeah, exactly. so, but then again in guwahati the problem with GS Road is that it will have the highest number of resistance. Mm. So these are things that we have to come up with surveys and studies that is what is the main purpose of Greenland Foundation is.
0: So um, um, interesting uh, could you just give us a few examples of like when you say research like if, you know as you said that if because of research you figured out that GS Road would be a, you know ideal place but there is resistance so in terms of numbers as you said numbers attract it attracts government it attracts our listeners also so could you give us a few numbers about what your surveys have showed in terms whether it is the average number of cyclists or average distance that is covered
1: or average time that is spent any like do we have any data on that that you can yeah the sir we have no this the the numbers that you are requiring uh, asking for are not we have not conducted service on those parts but then there are numbers there To, to all tell you all these things, like for example, as per our 2011 census, 21% hmm. uh, uh, of the people walk trips in Guwahati were made on cycles. 21. 21%. 21 percent. Percent. That is 2011. 11. data 21% of the uh, uh, walk trips were on by walking. So 42% were by active mobility, walking and cycling. Wow. And that's why uh, uh, that's one of the biggest numbers all over India. One of the biggest. So. 12% were by private vehicles, 8% were by uh, public vehicles and some other vehicles so IPT is called Intermediate private, Public Transport like all those shared taxis and all. They were they have another share but then combined uh, cycling and walking combined uh, had 42% of the population uh, wow. going for their trips. So if I break it into numbers uh, in 2011 the uh, population of Guwahati was about 12.5 lakhs. I assume that say 50% of people are walking. Of course. Right. Yeah. So 6.25 uh, lakhs were walking population. If you again uh, break it down to 21 percent, I think 1.25, 1.12 lakhs or people so yeah, 20, were cycling. About 2.5 lakh people were, after 12.5 almost 2.75 lakh people yes. were cycling. Yes. Presently, the, uh, uh, it is assumed that the pro- uh, population of Guwahati is about 22 lakhs. If we assume that at least 10 percent of people are cycling, that also makes 2.2 2 lakhs people. Yeah. But then the problem is. Uh, another prob- thing is that the again there is a government data. Yeah. The the average uh, trip distance in Guati is four point five kilometers. Uh, excuse me. This is across all vehicles or just on cycles? Across all vehicles. Okay. Wow. Average trip length. Huh, average trip length. Of trip course. length for across like, all vehicles is to four point five kilometers. That is a quite achievable psych- distance all people. Yeah, I mean we would like to believe that even recreational cyclists can cycle
0: 5 kilometers. I'll give you a few more data points. Yeah, please, please. We are very
1: interested. As in per GMDA, program. 45% of the road space are used by car parking. GMDA road, with, being? Is Guwahati Metropolitan Development Authority? Guwahati Metropolitan. 45% is for just for Of parking. the road space are wow. used by parking.
0: This is, occupy, this is occupying
1: yeah. territory. So only 55% of the carriageway is left for car, uh, other, all vehicles, vehicles. All all other vehicles All other vehicles. So another fact is your cars basically are the most inefficient mode of transport. Of course. That you thinking about and not coming into the emission part. Or the fact that they can kill any day. Like, That's another thing. The thing, another fact is that 95% of the time the car is parked. Yeah of course. Car is yeah. I mean that's that's yeah. true. I mean, and, and in Guwahati we truth. have seen this like because we have we have attached too much experience and value to cars and all. One person will take up a uh, space of our, the bigger the car, bigger the ego, bigger the money. <laughs> so people get big cars. Yeah, and in fact, um, the and they day, take up a lot of space.
0: The other day I was just um, standing by the road and I was waiting for somebody and I had a personal calculation on how many people occupied the back seat of a car. <laughs> like you know, say. I saw about 15 Fortuner-sized cars, Toyota Fortuner, those ugly, you know, home size cars that move around. I saw 15 out of which 12 did not have more than one person. There were two which actually had people. So you know, a three-ton car that was actually moving five people, as opposed to taking one person. So that that is something that is also interesting. Like I would, I don't know if the there is government because I've seen this data from the UK where they said that almost two thirds of the car is driven by one person and only one person moves in it, right, So you know, 70 cars take 70 people, Hmm. as opposed to one bus which takes 70 people. So within that, that's what that is my next question. And and this is more of a no personal capacity than as a mayor, we saw so much of innovation in cars and so much of money has gone into cars and bikes, let's not even get started about the levels of innovation that we have achieved. When I was a kid, India was proud to say that it had the first four production 4-stroke scooter. Hmm. Yeah, there used to be a scooter called Bajaj Legend. I don't know if you remember. Okay. Uh, Baja- I, thought, I thought it was Chetak. Okay. No, no. So Chetak was 2-stroke, but Bajaj Legend was the first India's first 4-stroke production scooter. A- it was, appropriate name. Uh, and it was the world's first. Okay. This is back in 99, 2000 Hero, on the other hand, still okay. doesn't have a proper geared cycle which doesn't look like a, an infection or like, you know, or a toy which is just shaped out of like looks like you know everything is going wrong we still don't have as in your personal capacity what do you think went wrong for cycles to never be innovated and never be innovated like and i'm asking in a personal capacity not as a bicycle maker
1: i think the simple fact that cycles were never seen as aspirational it is simply looked at as poor man's transport that's one of the biggest reasons uh, but then again i think this has changed the last 5 to 10 years because uh, the bigger companies like Hero have actually realized uh, that the biggest business is in the premium segment, hmm. not in the transport segment. The, big, uh, the problem was the, these companies were getting their sales because of the schemes and all of the governments and all. Most of the governments in India have had schemes to provide uh, free cycles to the students and hmm. below people, people. So companies were getting their sales. They hardly bothered about uh, making innovations to exactly. make more, getting more sales. Because
0: uh, even now, uh, I'm sure you've seen this, like the moment you have gear on your bicycle, it's like people, if, if you take even the most basic gear cycle to a village, people are like, eh, gear cycle oh yeah, as if like, you know, we achieve, uh, we accord this mythical, you know, value to gear on a bicycle, but we never bat an eyelid when a motorcycle walks. Right?
1: The biggest thing about gear cycle is that people ask is, do you need to pedal? Yeah, exactly. So I mean,
0: at that level, we sometimes that also explains to us how little people actually understand what a gear is supposed to do. Like my father used to think that, you know, the more the number of gears, he used to think that it moves linearly. Linearly. So if you have 21 gears, so you go from one to 21. So he's like, what do you do between gear 12 and 17? Okay. Because he he only rode a scooter his life, right? So he had four three 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 gears on his Priya. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I only had three gears, what do you do with 21 gears? and it's difficult to explain how chain moves right and yes. and that's also a little complicated that you know the front ring moves differently the rear derailleur works there that's the other thing like you know uh, we have all I mean across the world component companies have remained the same like Shimano is the behemoth, SRAM has a market but not really and Campy, Campy doesn't even really count but SRAM uh, Shimano essentially do you think in as a bicycle where do you see a foreseeable future where an Indian company also might actually consider producing components?
1: Do, no, can not at least next for the next 10 to 15 years? Because Shimano has lot of lot of innovation, they are market leaders. Probably some Indian company will try with Shimano have a production facility in India, but then having a India thinking that would be too much for asking. Because we have seen some companies come up with their f- preparing frames and all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, Cyanide. Yeah, yeah, Cyanide some Convolution. But these are more, they are more focused into uh, boutique Cus- cycles. Uh, custom bicycles. Yeah, yeah. More custom cycles. Yeah, yeah. Because Cyanide did come out with a mass produced cycles, but then they didn't uh, actually uh, pick up, uh, pick up yeah, the fancy people.
0: That's also because um, the like the frame was re- reasonable, but after like putting components, the bicycle, like a Dior was one lakh ten. Yeah. And I mean. I like I would like to have an Indian company but, but they
1: would. had did some they did manufacture some decent cycle frames yeah, yeah, yeah. for the XC cycles and all Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then again uh, because of the impression of again tagline of being an Indian company probably didn't uh, find much of an interest in many people they are more into like uh, uh, more fancy European brands would uh, do a better market job here. Which brings me to
0: another question that I've always wondered, like you know, um, as what has been the level of support that has been given by international brands to you know the kind of work that you are doing, like you know, say whether it is Trek, Giant, Cannondale, Scott, Ridley, all these companies, have these companies extended? Are are these companies honestly interested in uh, you know making cycling a more regular affair, or are they just happy with the fact that you know since Cycling is seen as a first world thing, they will always be at the beneficial end of it.
1: See most of the cycle brands that you talked about are focusing on the premium segment basically on the sports part, hmm. so the work that I am doing, advocacy part for cycling as a mode of transport, uh, I don't think it will attack them because these cycles, uh, people, uh, I have seen that people who actually commute on the bikes get a very fairly uh, inexpensive bike hmm. and these are not available with these bigger brands. So, for them, I don't think it's a value proposition to focus on these parts and uh, maybe not at least next to four two to five years. But then, uh, yes, Indian companies are focusing on this thing. Uh, Hero and a few other companies have actually decided that they need to uh, support the people like us also. And probably you will see some good news very soon. Now, for example, as a bicycle
0: mayor, what according to you? is a decent amount to spend on a cycle to be used for day in, day out, transport, not recreation, but if say, for example, I am like, okay, from today I will cycle to work. My work is nine kilometers. So I'll have to get a cycle, which is good enough to ride 20 kilometers up and down. How much according to you considering that it is the Guwahati is also slightly hilly. You know, how much do you think is a amount for a reasonably fit person, not reasonably fit, but say, let's say less than average fitness. Per person. How much do you think that person would should be spending?
1: Below 10,000 you will get a very decent bike. Below 10,000. You just need to get a, a decent hybrid cycle with yeah disc brake would obviously help. But then I, in Guwahati even though you, you said that there are hilly sections in uh. in Guwahati but then there again alternate plain areas where you can just bypass the hills. Mm. You don't need to go up the hills. So for those uh, uh, only elevated sections are the flyovers and the bit yeah. fly, a bit areas for these four sections you also actually do not need gears hmm. because uh, whatever stamina and skill you, uh, you uh, for any other sports you develop a stamina, exactly. stamina and skill exactly. after some uh, time right so so it's a mental block many people have that you need to have a gear cycling go on. that's not required you can i so for for example i have a very basic single speed uh, cycle that i use for my commuting it cost about eight thousand rupees. How many kilometers do you commute, if I may ask? It depends because for my uh, kind of work, I don't need to commute daily. I okay. work from home. But okay. then again, uh, I think the uh, single day longest commute is sixty kilometers I have done. On a single speed. On a single speed. That is across the city. Okay. So, um,
0: like, as you said, like it's about ten thousand rupees. Now, let's say I get a cycle for ten thousand. According to you, what is the first thing that I should spend on apart from my bicycle to make sure my cycling is a good experience? Whether it is a helmet, whether it is grips, whether it is the saddle, like, you know, let's like say, let's look into the most, according to you, the four or five basic things you must have just to make sure that your cycling is a decent experience. It's not a you know, pain in the you know where. Yes,
1: yeah, cycle helmets would be advisable because right now we don't have dedicated cycle safe cycle lanes and I'll even unfortunately the uh, uh, what how do i how do i place it uh, it's your responsibility to keep yourself safe so mm. invest in a good helmet a second thing would be a good pair of cycling shorts that is if you're cycling a decent distance or do you think that is necessary
0: even if you cycle 4 5 kilometers a day uh,
1: I I would suggest you better get a decent cycle this thing because nowadays the cycling saddles are very narrow. People who are cycling earlier were not used to that. And these cycles, uh, the basic in exchange cycles, do not have that much of a good uh, cycle saddle. So, like, see, it doesn't matter how much distance you are covering in or not in the heavy traffic time maybe you will uh, you need you may be on cycling for half an hour's time also for uh, mm. to cover about five kilometers it depends yeah. so uh, I think uh, you better at this sense some money on your good cycling stairs because you're, you should be comfortable seated exactly all right people spend a lot of money on their cars on their ABS and all why not spend some money on a good Saddle. you should be sitting comfortably. These are basic things I, I suggest I would suggest and I would also request people to wear shoes when cycling with slippers it may slip. The name it says slippers so it may slip. Yeah. So better have a good pair of shoes uh, with give you better grip.
0: Okay. One thing that I a lot of people ask us also like you know like the weather, the weather, the weather. I have a slightly different take. I think the humid weather that Guwahati poses is actually perfect for cycling because it allows you to every time, you know, you feel hot, you're also cooled down by the wind or the fact that there is like, I, I used to live in Delhi and I can say absolutely without a shadow of doubt that I would rather cycle 20 kilometers in Guwahati than 20 kilometers in Delhi, because in Delhi, the air is so bone dry that there is no humidity. Even I'm not even sweating. My temperature just keeps rising because my head is heating up, but at least in Guwahati, you sweat a lot. And when you sweat and you cycle, it also cools you down. How? what according to you should we do to make our cycling experience as pleasant as possible during the you know the weather that is coming soon it's all, almost here how what, what makes so, it comfortable so uh,
1: a few I, ideas a few uh, things you can do is start early for mm. your office try to that will also help you avoid the traffic that also help you avoid the sunrise, uh, the heat uh, sun, sun, heat of the sun and start out late Probably after evening, that is one way of doing it. But then again, that will also depend on the type of work that you are doing, right? And another thing would be to carry a uh, alternate pair of clothes with you, changing in your office. These are things because uh, again, there is a personal thing. Like when you said that you, that you you enjoy the humidity, not many people do it. But then again, I st- what I have seen is that many people complain about humidity and the temperatures and climate and all when it comes to cycling they don't complain about all these things when they are using the public uh, any, any other sort of mode of vehicle mm. right so I think this is a mental block uh, for me it's more of a mental block and excuse that most people come up with rather than actual hindrances to cycling. You have uh, um, like
0: another year and a half left in your uh, you know um, job as not job but in your role as the bicycle mayor. Um, what? are the main goals that you seek to accomplish within this period? And I ask this also because a vital period of your mayorship was overshadowed by, I don't know if you heard of this thing called COVID. But you know, that meant that, you know, a lot of that time where you could have spent being outside, you know, doing advocacy or, you know, awareness programs, you lost a lot of that period. So with the period that is left, what are like, say, tangible goals that you have? which if you can achieve, you'll be like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did a bit firstly,
1: so. let me tell you, COVID helped us a lot. Yeah, yeah, true. It helped true. us a lot to get, it got a lot of people into cycling,
0: yeah. which
1: it, we were not able to get in. But then again, we made the most out of COVID, the pandemic and the lockdown, because during that time, we connected with a lot of people through social through social media and internet and all. We connected with a lot, lot of people, learned a lot of things. So we made the best out of this whole lockdown period. But then uh, that's, I, I want, uh, It will not be proper to say that Covid uh, had benefits because actually it uh, affected a lot of people very badly but then again I'll have to give it to them give it to Covid. Uh, uh, For me actually uh, even though uh, you might like you said that uh, the whole year was ruined but then again uh, for me actually it was a groundwork that I was doing in the last two three years Mm -hmm. building up on what I'll be doing next uh, the basic idea right now, uh, initially it was very difficult to convince people what I am doing. Many people many people didn't know, many people still do not know what my role is about, right. Uh, people do question, people uh, here feel still say cycling more of as a recreation and a sports thing. Like when I, when they get to know what I am doing, there lot of people raise their eyebrows, still do it and testing I think it will happen and all. Um, the main, the idea next is to continue the whole, I, uh, whatever done work we have done, it a bigger ways, uh, do some uh, bigger summits, get more people all together, get the stakeholders together, do some good research and uh, I don't know if I had known but last year we selected a team of bicycle counsellors mm-hmm. yeah, because what I what I have realised is that uh, w- this is not a one man thing, I can't do it can't or a one yeah, woman exactly. thing. So, we had this, uh, we selected this, uh, come up with this concept called Bicycle Counselors. Guwahati is the third city in India had to have Bicycle Counselors. Uh, during the fir- uh, uh, we, ha- we did this uh, process of selecting a p- p- some people, in the first phase we selected 9 people. We are, st- we have still vacancy for 21 more people. So, immediate goal is to start the next phase of selections. Probably in a, it, within this month itself we will start the next phase of uh, selection. And again, we had another this thing, uh, Junior Bicycle is also there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And let me tell you, his name is Malav Datto. He is in Bangalore right now for his uh, Nationals. Last Great. year in the MTV Great. Nationals, he won two bronze medals. BSA, again, he's is a four, 15-year-old kid. And he will be doing wonders, I tell you, a future star of cycling in, in India. You will be providing us with his number when he's back. We will interview him also for sure. Surely. <laughs>
0: No, now uh, I mean yeah n- enough of serious stuff now let's talk about our favorite passion which is Cycles. Okay. Um, tell me uh, apart from this uh, steel like the single speed that you have what other bicycles do you have? <laughs> uh, do I need to give the prices also? No, no, no. Okay. We'll tell them it's price on request. So.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> See if you tell the name I'll probably know the price. So, like.
1: uh, one is an MTB. Which one? Say track X Excalibur 7. Oh nice. Right, uh, That's a decent one because earlier the first cycle I had one is a very 26 inch MTB. Hmm. Earlier I just got used, I just bought it because of color and all. <laughs> <laughs> Lal color, I know, I know. I mean. Just green color, first oh. and green. And then then I probably realized that 26 inch, even, initially I thought that wheel size are as per person's height. Yeah, yeah. Later I realized it's wheel sizes, still people understand. feel uh, model or Yeah, I, feel? I believe the same. I mean I think that at my height 27.5, I still
0: like you know, I have been thinking about getting the convolution but every time I see I am like yeah, 700c it's too big for me. Like, Not
1: exactly actually the wheel size of a specific model, terrain you get a cycle for your uh, frame, as as frame size for me my uh, cycle is x caliber 29 inch Okay. and it fits me perfectly uh, uh, yeah when you see me riding you might see a like tiny person riding a big size wheel. So what's your height if you ask? 5.5. 5. Huh. So, it's takes, amazing uh, how
0: all of us are almost in the same height group right like
1: yeah <laughs> so uh, and that's one and uh, others one is again it's a uh, touring bike steel touring bike Which it's a road touring bike It's a track 520 oh, oh you have a track 520 yeah yes. with those old uh, old style uh, oh. bar and shifters yeah yeah, i know, I know a lot right. of people keep asking what are the shift what are things sticking out of yeah, your handles yeah, yeah, yeah. i tell them
0: these are shifters that was one of the bikes i was considering buying when i was when i bought my marine okay yeah the, my option was track 520 and um, that was the only option because early was too expensive Yeah. but um, do you have a rim brakes 700 by 32 wheels so you track 520 no no its got these brakes oh this is so this is the 2019
1: model yes ah, and the 2020 model got those brifters yeah brifters and, and they also put a front rack by default actually. yes yes but then my one has only the rear rack and we I had the Dior components you have the yeah, yeah Dior components my track Excalibur has got LAV components okay and uh, and the third one, also, yeah, I know, I know, tell me that's right. Yeah. I, I didn't say like I know which is the third one. I want to The uh, third one is my uh, workhorse, it's a uh, really my red single speed, okay, with the rim brakes. And that cost that's I can give the price there, <laughs> it's <laughs> about 8,500. 8, and I use the use it most for my all city commutes, okay. Uh, now, perfect bike. If you for are to, me? Huh,
0: if you are to get like you know, like say you are retiring as the mayor and somebody comes, Mr. Naktar, tell me the bike that you want. I
1: would prefer to go for the latest uh, track 5 920. Say Trek 920.
0: Trek, yeah. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking. about. I know. I, I, I like the 1120 better.
1: Yeah, but 1120 is still not in Guwahati. I not felt it actually. No. nine twenty is. Felt it.
0: Yeah, yeah, 155. It's an expensive bike, but yeah. That's yes. fine,
1: by I retirement I can afford
0: it. <laughs> no, but does the bike, uh, we were talking about how it's probably the most apocalypse proof bike that you can make, right? I mean, the racks itself, like just the front and the back rack, like 920 is something that is up my, I mean, I've also been thinking about. But mm-hmm. okay, now in terms of uh, rides, um, favorite places to ride, if you have to go on a, like say you take out your uh, 520. I
1: would love to explore Meghalaya, all across Meghalaya, take a one month's break and explore Meghalaya. But, yeah, uh, again, in when you stay in Northeast, people come up with Arunachal Pradesh, but then some places are too hilly and too too cold. Mm. I think Arunachal, Meghalaya has a perfect weather and a perfect inclines and all. I'd love to place and uh, at least actually there is more tourist friendly. Mm. And the roads are awesome there. I had cycled quite a lot in, in interior places uh, inside Meghalaya. The only problem I face is on Sundays. In the morning, not a single service open. But then that's a that's a thing I have uh, I have learned how to manage. If you're okay. in Meghalaya,
0: you're not supposed to be cycling on Sunday. You're supposed to be in church. So, so. <laughs> yeah. no, no, that's that's something that we all. I mean, he's from Nagaland, so of course. Yeah. First. No, but uh, and your favorite weapon of choice, if you have to go for like this one month Meghalaya, for example, tell me your favorite uh, dream bike for that nine twenty. My
1: five twenty would be best one as of now, because I cannot like uh, uh, nine twenty is a future thing. <laughs> yeah, since I already have a 520, I'd rather go with that bike, fully loaded one.
0: Fully loaded, right?
1: Front track as, as well as or just Yes, yes, front, front track.
0: Front track also, right? Front, yeah. Okay, um, what are the innovations in like the latest innovations in bicycles that make no sense to you? Like something <laughs> that you're like, by, what is this even supposed to do? Like I have my list, but let's, you're the guest, here, sir. So yeah. Think of it like, what is something that you see and you like, what is this? What, this is a, it's solving a problem that did not exist. <laughs> like for example.
1: Yeah, I saw this one concept bike where there are no seats, where the cycle is uh, attached on your shoulders and you, there are no pedals also, you just walk. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a problem that did not exist. <laughs> the, it will never exist because the, even I think uh, when the first person, uh, what is Carl Vaughan dries when he cut off his cycles, he also has some problems uh, trying to solve the problem. Yeah, exactly. But this cycle doesn't solve any problem, it's just, uh, I don't know why even that thing exists. But let's give them the benefit, that was a concept,
0: right? So let's, but in some say amongst production bikes nowadays, like, do you see, for example, you would come across so many people who are like, oh, carbon cycle, carbon cycle, like carbon cycle, do you think like
1: Carbon cycles do have a space because only, uh, but then they again exist in the racing circuit. Exactly. Uh, For uh, recurrent cyclists, spending a two lakh rupees for carbon bike doesn't make sense to me so for example, um, better quality frame,
0: a carbon frame versus aluminium frame, or better components according to you? better components, okay. So, you would rather have a high end aluminum bike than a cheap carb- carbon frame Yes,
1: because carbon, again, carbon, as you might know, carbon frames have come, different carbon grades are there. Exactly, exactly. So, so just, uh, we can just knock on a cycle get to know the grade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the people like uh, hype it up, their carbon frame, carbon frame, but then they don't know, actually, they don't do not exactly. crack. They don't create, and after a month's time, after a bad fall, they come back, carbon frame, cold camera. I know. <laughs> so, tell me about your list. My list is like the, I mean, I
0: don't understand this madness over like, you know, the 10 speed versus 9 speed versus 11 speed. Like I would rather have a higher ratio, like, you know, range, like cheap. I run a, I run a three by nine. He also runs a three by nine, but say two by nine Sora 5034 in the front 1132 at the back. You can easily go to 1134, mm. replace it with an Alivio cassette. You can go 1136. I would rather have that then 11 cassettes, which, which will which still take me only to 34, which 105 also does. Dura Ace, I mean, not that I can afford Dura Ace, but Dura Ace doesn't even offer anything about 30. So it can be 11 gears, it can be 9 gears, but at 10 gears, but 95% of people for them more than the number, it is the range that is provided, mm. right? Like I ride Sora and I feel that if I get I will 105. Honga, like, no? But then at the same time, I'm like, what exactly will I get with 105? I'll get the same range. I'll get slightly crisper shifting, but after two years of ogling at bicycles I realized that it is, you know, you can maintain you no matter whether you have Durais or Campagnolo, if it is not maintained properly, it will not shift properly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Claris or Sora will work as fine as any other shifters mm-hmm. because Shimano has a reputation to defend. They can't make crap products, mm-hmm. right? Because their bulk of sales still comes from the group. Set Shimano that they and
1: work. company, they were actually hundreds of the human psyche, how the human psyche exactly. works, how to uh, segment is all the components, right? How to uh, uh, target different people or different uh, exactly. interests uh, these are shifters they come up with different materials and different teeth size and all they say exactly.
0: I remember uh, in Delhi uh, there was this one guy who was uh, who had come to replace his uh, 105 crank with an Altegra crank
1: Okay.
0: and he was buying the Altegra crank at 25,000 rupees Okay. Mm-hmm. and he used the term that is a halka hai. And after he left, the shopkeeper is like, the man himself can lose 25 kgs, okay. you know, yet he's worried about 250 grams. Yes. And then he explained that, you know, it's not because he, and he doesn't even, he's like, he's like, he saw his neighbor, hmm. he has an Altegra, so he's like, I also want an Altegra. So that is, I mean, there is that madness about, you know, like everything else, I guess in bikes also you will rather have a brand like, you know, you would rather have a bad performing Harley Davidson than a good performing Bajaj Mm. because, you know, Harley is international. But uh, again, uh, coming back to questions, uh, say one day ride, for example, just start in the morning and come back by evening around Guwahati. Tell me your favorite route, assuming the weather is nice and all that.
1: I, this particular route is called the Pillingkada. Uh, sorry, uh, route. I start from Beltor, I go to Rani. From Rani, we start. Uh, there's a border, Meghalaya border is there. We start from. We start entering that place in Meghalaya. There's a small township called Pathakamma.
0: Okay.
1: Small township. You just take the route, and that route actually takes you uh, when you follow the st- uh, Google Maps and all. You can come out near the Pahamvalay toll gate. Just behind there. For me, when I, I stay in Beltola, to for me that's a 140 kilometer loop. And I have it's been. A, one second, 40 kilometer or 140? One, 140 140 140, yeah. 140 and I just got five hills. Oh, perfect. Five hills. And when you go to for the first time, you will be abusing me, cursing me. When you go uphill, every. Uh, there's a uh, whole. Uh, this thing, what do you call? Zigzags. Zigzag road. So every zigzag, every turny thing you will take, you will feel like, Aray, nahi, iske baad, downhill But nahi downhill, nahi aata hai. It's but like after it's some it's time, you start <laughs> behaving like beer grills. You start looking for crows, trees, electric poles. Haan, electric poles are raha hai, toh, aage gaon hai. Oh, aage, some, some, uh, this domestic animal said hai, toh, gaon hai. You start behaving like beer grills. Then again, you start cursing ki gaon nahi aaya. <laughs>
0: It's like government such a Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you think it will come but it doesn't really
1: come. Yeah. And again, since it's in Meghala, it's on Sunday, I have been there, and that, I have been on that route for three or four times. It's always on a Sunday. Again, there's another thing that's actually affects me. But then, yeah, that's one of the one of very my favorite routes for a long full day ride. I absolutely love that route. Uh, I would suggest you go to MTV, they are the very uh, bad routes. And mm-hmm. I would suggest again not to go alone. Okay. And uh, last question: favorite food uh,
0: before uh, cycling and favorite food after cycling?
1: Before riding, I uh, have some oats with milk. Okay. During ride I, again I'll, let me tell you I, uh, during ride what I take. Hmm. I avoid uh, protein because it actually upsets my stomach my stomach likes churns up. but I have met a lot of people. In long endurance rides in BRMs, they absolutely absolutely love gorge up protein, meat, and all. Mm-hmm. I can't do that, so I avoid. I I, I consume simple carbohydrates, Light. potatoes, potatoes, uh, bread with almond this thing, peanut butter, bananas, and all. And yeah, uh, I would go for rice if I go for longer rides. Simple rice, no veg rice, plates. And after ride, anything. <laughs> Yeah, but I, after you know. right, if they hold a ride, I just can't choose. I need no position to choose. But I say for example, you are you are
0: walking to a restaurant and, and the guy is like, ki kok. <laughs> then what will you what will you be ordered?
1: Probably some biryani. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been fascinating <laughs> talking to you. Thank yeah. you so much for your time, sir. Uh, thanks, thanks, thank sir, thank sir. you for listening and uh, we hope to see you next week with another guest or another topic of interest. And uh, in case you missed along in this conversation, let us know. So we'll make sure that he never misses another episode. Thank you and see you soon. Uh, You were listening to Cycles and Stories brought to you by Eastmojo.com. Thank you.